the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Welcome into another edition of Locked on Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad that you are with me on this beautiful homecoming Tuesday. Make sure you head over to Twitter and follow me at Colby J. Powell and at Locked on Pokes. You can tweet me on either of those accounts. Let me know what you think and if there's anything else you want to hear on the Locked on Pokes podcast here, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Day And it is homecoming week, America's greatest homecoming celebration this Saturday, Friday and Saturday in Stillwater, 3 o'clock kick on Saturday against the Baylor Bears, the 6-0 and Baylor Bears. And by the way, I talked a little bit yesterday about how Baylor was very fortunate that the refs handed them the game against Texas Tech on Saturday. The Big 12 actually did come out and apologize to Texas Tech, saying that Baylor... Uh, you know, they didn't say that Baylor was awarded the game, but they said the officials did blow the call that would have resulted in a Baylor overtime turnover. All Texas Tech would have needed, starting at the opposing 25, was a field goal to win the game, which nine times out of ten, that team is going to be able to convert. So Baylor, very fortunate to be coming into this game 6-0. and That being said, 6-0 and is 6 and oh, Mike Gundy talked about that uh, today, pardon me, yesterday a little bit. Uh, every Tuesday here on Locked on Pokes, we take a listen to what Mike Gundy had to say on the previous day at his press conference getting ready for that week's game. Let's start with his thoughts on the 6-0 and Baylor Bears. They're 6-0, and I think, to start with, so obviously it's not easy to get to 6-0. and You're seeing a quarterback that's, I think he's in his third year now, is that correct? He's, he's matured, he's playing really well, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Um, defensively, they, they've got good edge pressure, guys that are getting up the field and pressing. The nose guard's a big guy that is disruptive in the run game. And they're multiple in the back end. You know, they're, they're two-hole, four-hole, three-one. They're doing some blitzing. So uh, they, they matured, and, and you know, they, they've been good for quite a while down there. You know, they had a couple tough tough years when all the issues were going on down there, but they've still recruited good. They're, they're in a good location geographically to recruit. Uh, and they've got they've had good players there, and I think he does a nice job of coaching them. From what I know, I don't you know I don't know Matt real well. Just uh, he was on the East Coast, but uh, they they do a nice job. And I, I think the best way to sum it up is they're six and zero. Oh. No matter how you get to that point, it's a pretty good accomplishment. Yeah, look, the call against Texas Tech on Saturday obviously went Baylor's way, but you don't get to six and zero by accident. And I do agree with that. The win over Iowa State a few weeks ago at home, Iowa State, a team early in the season projected, you know, high expectations in this conference. Baylor beats them on their home field. Needed a field goal late to beat Iowa State, but they were up twenty to nothing in that game before Iowa State made a late charge. So, like Mike Gundy said, six and zero is six and zero. You don't get to six and zero on accident. So uh, impressive that the Baylor Bears are in fact undefeated heading into this matchup in Stillwater, Oklahoma State, coming off a bye week. And you know, Mike Gundy talked about after the Texas Tech game, nine weeks in a row seemed like maybe the team was drained. So Mike Gundy today was asked just how beneficial was the bye week. It's good for us, you know. Guys are we're fatigued. We've been at it nine weeks, coaches and players, and um, they needed a little bit of a break. So we got some quality work done last week, and then we gave them the four days off. And they came back last night and had a good practice. And you know, I think everybody feels good about it. Um, it's a long season, you know. It's a, it's a rough game, and uh, th- those are nice breaks to give everybody a chance to catch their breath. 
Obviously sounds like Mike Gundy and the Oklahoma State Cowboys enjoyed a much-needed bye week after six straight games to start the season. Cowboys 4-2 and two here at the midway point. I am Colby Powell, your host here on Locked on Pokes. It is Tuesday, which means we are taking a listen to Mike Gundy, everything he had to say about the upcoming week's matchup and how Oklahoma State got to this point in the season. He has his press conferences in the afternoon on Monday, and then we break it all down for you here on Locked on Pokes on Tuesday. Okay, it is homecoming week for Oklahoma State. Everyone knows it is America's greatest homecoming celebration. Uh, It's phenomenal. And here's what Mike Gundy had to say, uh, opening up right off the bat today at his press conference about homecoming in Stillwater. This is a big, uh, big week for Oklahoma State, obviously the largest homecoming in the country. Um, We're guesstimating 60 to 70,000 people back in town. So uh, it's a really exciting time. It's it's been a a great tradition uh, that's, that's carried on here forever. The most difficult part for me is is tickets. Everybody wants tickets, former players, ex-players, pro players. So a difficult time, but it's a good problem to have that we have that many people coming back and uh, we'll have a full house. Perfect time of the day in the afternoon for college football. A huge week for Oklahoma State. Homecoming always is as just about everybody makes their way back to Stillwater. Uh, Of interest, the Pittsburgh Steelers are on by this week. Mike Gundy was asked about Mason Rudolph and whether he'll be in town. Mike Gundy said that he texted him uh, on Sunday night and said that he would be in town for the game on Saturday. So I believe Mason Rudolph will uh, will be in the stadium. I'll be interested to see whether he gets shown on the Jumbotron, if he comes out to the field and gets announced, anything of that nature, and when he does, what the ovation will be like. Because obviously, after the scary, scary hit that he took a couple of weeks ago against the Ravens, uh, I would imagine he will get a huge ovation from the Oklahoma State crowd. Also, uh, you know, while we're on the subject, some good news. Pittsburgh's on by this week. And they're saying Mason progressed well enough in the first week after that concussion that they think he'll be able to play after the bye, uh, which would be obviously great for Mason Rudolph. The sooner he can get out there, the better. Just make sure he's at 100% before you run him back out there. Uh, Back to Mike Gundy and talking about kind of building tradition at Oklahoma State. He was asked about the alumni week they have for the players and just what all went into that and the idea of – taking Oklahoma State and, and building tradition where it may not have existed previously. We hadn't really built much tradition here. Um, when I took over and started to pay attention to it, uh, uh, former players and players coming back and alumni weekend and all those things that are uh, crucial in, in developing a tradition in history, um, we hadn't really done at Oklahoma State. It was nobody's job. You know, it's one of those things where you says everybody says it needs to be done, but if you don't put in somebody in charge of it, nobody ever takes care of it. And we've had it as secondary to certain people, but now we've got it to where uh, we're handling it in-house for the most part. Uh, so uh, I think it's 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 done very well, and and the players have appreciated being a part of the. Uh, the program that they put a lot of time and effort into during their their years here in school. It really is great whenever the former players come back to Stillwater. I know the fans love seeing those guys, uh, and, and it's nice for those guys to feel like they still have a stake in the program, like Mike Gundy said, that they devoted so much of their time, their bodies, uh, you know, their, their college lives. They devoted so much to that program, and it's nice for them to be welcome back, and uh, it's always good to see them back in Stillwater. We're taking a listen to Mike Gundy here 
on a Locked On Pokes Tuesday. Every Tuesday, we break down Mike Gundy's Monday press conference. We still have uh, a lot of Mike Gundy coming your way as we're getting ready for Oklahoma State and Baylor this week. What is setting up to be a pretty good game. Uh, Up next, I want to hear Mike Gundy's thoughts on Spencer Sanders. Spencer Sanders, obviously, he had his worst game to this point in his young collegiate career nine days, uh, ten days ago against Texas Tech. And uh, I'm curious as to what Mike Gundy thought about all that. So we'll take uh, a listen to what Mike Gundy has to think about Spencer Sanders, the offense, how complex uh, you can be in the offense, and also the Dylan Galloway injury at left tackle and how that's looking moving forward. All that is coming up and more. Stay with us here. This is Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back into Locked On Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad to be with you on this homecoming Tuesday as Oklahoma State gets ready for the Baylor Bears. Head over to Twitter. Follow me at Colby J. Powell and at Locked On Pokes. Send me your thoughts on the podcast, what you like, what you don't like, what I can do more of, what I can do less of, all that good stuff. Hit me up on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked On Pokes. Also, wherever you are listening to this podcast, Right now, take two seconds, subscribe, rate this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. This is Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Spencer Sanders had his worst outing of his young college career 10 days ago in Lubbock against the Texas Tech Red Raiders. few picks, couple fumbles. He was careless with the football And Mike Gundy was asked yesterday what Spencer Sanders needs to work on, what he worked on in the bye week. Here's what Mike Gundy had to say about his young quarterback. The first area uh, for him is to take care of the football. He threw a a bad interception, and then he got hit on one interception and had another one tipped. So we want to eliminate those, but the issue is fumbling the ball in the pocket. (laughs) So we've, we've worked hard and we'll continue to work hard to take care of that aspect of the game. And as most years, and particularly uh, this year, um, we, we can't lose a turnover battle and expect to be successful. So that's the starting point with him, and that's what we've pressed and put into place. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff that Mike Gundy talked about there with his young quarterback are things we talked about last week here on Locked on Pokes. And, you know, Spencer Sanders not going through his progressions, threw a couple bad interceptions. The, the one pass was tipped. But when he's in the pocket and he's holding the football two feet out away from his torso in the palm of his hand, those are the ones that, that as I was watching the game, made me crazy. So I know that as Mike Gundy and Sean Gleason went back and watched that film with Spencer Sanders, those are the ones that made them crazy. Those are the ones that just can't happen. You have to take care of the football. Now, look, all the turnovers. Look, we, we all saw the shot 
on ESPN, uh, Fox, whatever channel the game was on, I don't even remember, of Spencer Sanders on the sideline, towel over his head, clearly very dejected. He, he was wearing his emotions on his sleeve. Uh, and, and Mike Gundy was asked yesterday, you know, Spencer Sanders seemed pretty hard on himself in that game against Texas Tech. What do you make of the way he kind of uh, reacted and the way he was on the sidelines in that game against the Red Raiders? He shows his emotions differently than other people. Um, We're all different in the way we handle things. Mason was hard on himself. Taylor was hard on himself. Their appearance maybe might have been different than him. Uh, when he goes back on the field, he's fine. He competes. That's not an issue with him. Uh, his appearance and, as the term we use, body language, at times would give that more so. Uh, but that aspect he'll work on and change and adjust throughout his career. Look, it was a big game for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Spencer Sanders did not play well. You can understand him being upset on the sidelines. I, I don't think, look, I have no problem with the way that he handled it. I, I didn't think that he was sulking on the sidelines by any means. I, I thought that he was frustrated with himself. He was clearly upset, felt like he could be playing better football, but I, I don't think that that impacted him on the field. I, I don't think that him being upset with himself made him come back on the field and play worse football. Uh, I think that things just kind of went poorly for the Oklahoma State offense, and they spiraled out of control. You're playing from behind the entire day, and you're playing behind a beat-up offensive line. Dylan Galloway, the left tackle, been out for a couple of weeks now. Oklahoma State hoping to have him back on Saturday against Baylor. Don't know if they will or not. Uh, Mike Gundy was asked about Dylan Galloway, the impact of his injury, and how they've you know had to kind of try and adjust on the offensive line. Anytime you lose a left tackle, make a difference what what uh, <laughs> what experience you have. It's not easy. It happens. Injury or part injuries are part of of the game. Uh, but um, when you start shuffling around those five guys, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, you guys that have tracked me for all these years, if we didn't have injuries, very seldom did we ever move those guys. Even in years we struggled, we still said if we don't keep them in the same spot, it's not easy to get better. So we've done some, we've played a little bit of musical chair based on what we think is best. Uh, but the other guys are also getting some experience and they're getting a little better. So they should get a little better each week. But uh, when he gets up and running, it'll certainly help us with he's back when he's back. Offensive line play has, in my opinion, long been the most underrated aspect of what wins football games. And, and you see it all over the place. Oklahoma State, for, for years now, has struggled on the offensive line. Offensive line wasn't a problem in the mid-2000s whenever Oklahoma State uh, was winning some big games. The 2011 team that won the Big 12 championship that beat Stanford in the Fiesta Bowl Offensive line wasn't a problem for those guys. Mason Rudolph's entire career, offensive line was a problem. So far for Spencer Sanders, it, it was better early, couple injuries. The offensive line is a problem, and it's something that we don't take into account often enough. I, I look at some things happening in the NFL right now. Two teams that were big preseason favorites in the NFL, the Browns and the Rams. The Browns probably a little more smoke and mirrors. The Rams went to the Super Bowl a year ago. Both teams having major struggles on the offensive lines that, that are just causing their offenses to be completely ineffective. Quarterbacks don't have time. They're turning the ball over. Things don't look right when the offensive line doesn't look right, and I don't think that we give that quite the credit that it deserves uh, whenever we talk about what wins and loses football games. Spencer Sanders, Chuba Hubbard, Tylen Wallace, the triplets, those guys are unbelievable. If the five guys up front aren't getting the job done, 
Spencer, Chuba, and Thailand are only going to be able to do so much. They're going to be limited in what their ceiling is based on the play of the offensive line. Uh, all right, I, I want to talk about now. This is Locked on Pokes, by the way. We're taking a listen to what Mike Gundy had to say yesterday, uh, you know, kind of recapping the Texas Tech game since he, he wasn't at the podium last week with the bye week and then looking ahead to Baylor this week. And Mike Gundy was asked today uh, about the challenge – of, you know, every year in league play, you play the same teams. They get to know you. The coaches get to know your schemes, what you're good at, what you're bad at, what you like to do. So Mike Gundy was asked about the challenge of keeping the scheme simple since you have a new quarterback, but also doing enough to keep other teams off guard and not let coaches kind of, you you know, know what you have coming based on what you've done in the past. So here's what Mike Gundy had to say uh, about the challenge of developing an offensive scheme that will keep opponents off guard and yet still be simple enough for his young offense to execute. It's always that way. We know each other really well. Uh, Each year there's, um, you'll see slight differences in schemes based on uh, particularly quarterback play, uh, and then defensively, um, Baylor's different than they were last year. Um, based on personnel, is is my guess. Uh, so, uh, you know, for us, I'm sure it's like everybody else. You want to be good at your base, but you have to have a, a few things that are a little different each week. Uh, that's why it comes down to execution. You have to take care of the football. And if you don't take care of the football, you minimize your chances of being successful. Uh, and then be good in your base and, uh, and, and uh, eliminate big plays. Against Tech, we didn't take care of football and give up big plays. Bad combination. I'll be curious to see as the season goes on for Oklahoma State if the offense starts to look more like it looked in the opener against Oregon State when it seemed like they were really using the entire field in the passing game. They had the ball spread out. It was balanced. They were able to throw the ball. They were able to run the ball. I know, that's against Oregon State. Not a world beater. But... I don't think Kansas State and Texas Tech are world beaters either. I mean, I think they're fine. They're, they're better than Oregon State, but they're not great teams. So I, I just wonder what Oklahoma State has to do to find its way back to that offense. Is it as simple as getting some guys back on the O-line? Maybe it is. Maybe it's as simple as getting some guys back on the O-line and you're able to protect Spencer Sanders a little better. You know, when you have a young quarterback, an extra half second, an extra second in the pocket can mean the difference between a lights-out performance and a game with a few turnovers. So maybe it is that simple, but I'll be curious to see how the Oklahoma State scheme develops the rest of the season if they're able to get back to a a multi-dimensional offense that's tough to defend because that's not what we saw against Texas Tech. We saw a team trying to play from behind when all they were able to do was run the football, and it ended up being a pretty ugly product. Why don't we take a break, come back on the other side, talk some about the uh, defense for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. On the other side, we're talking defense and discipline. This is Locked on Pokes. Head over to Twitter, at Colby J. Powell, at Locked on Pokes. Subscribe and rate this podcast. Stay with us. Locked on Pokes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. Wrapping up a Tuesday edition of Locked On Pokes here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Appreciate everyone who has already followed, subscribed, and rated this podcast. If you have not done any of those three things, do them now. Follow me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked On Pokes. You can also subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you're listening. Take two seconds, 
Click subscribe. Rate the podcast. Won't take hardly any time at all, and I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Glad everyone is with me as we're taking a listen to what Mike Gundy had to say yesterday about his team as we get ready for Oklahoma State and Baylor here on homecoming week. The 6-0 Bears coming into Stillwater on Saturday to face the 4-2 Oklahoma State Cowboys. Oklahoma State actually a 3.5-point favorite in this game now, as I talked about yesterday. Feels about right. I mean, I mean, we've kind of got Oklahoma State figured out, do we not? They play well against good teams. They play poorly against bad teams. So Oklahoma State being favored, certainly no surprise, uh, especially considering Baylor should have lost to Texas Tech this past Saturday. Uh, all right, o- Mike Gundy and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State last season, a lot of penalties. Mike Gundy spent you know a good portion of the year talking about the lack of discipline for his team in the, the 20 uh, 18 season and coming in this year he talked a lot about needing to be more disciplined Mike Gundy was asked what do you think about your team's improvement in that area in terms of penalties and just overall being more disciplined here's what Mike Gundy had to say yesterday yeah we're compared to last year we're better um the 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 penalties that frustrated me last year you guys know were um, um unsportsmanlikes late hits out of bounds face mask um, what I call non-combative penalties. Sometimes you're going to get um, pass interference calls being being physical. Sometimes um, you're going to get a um, you know a quarterback where if you or back if you tackle him a little bit late they throw a flag. But you're comp- you're competitive. We've eliminated up to this point. We have eliminated uh, non-combative 15-yard penalties. That's the discipline. Okay. Um, the second part of that is ball security and um, coverage on defense, which we had a couple letdowns at Tech, but for the most of the part, for the most of the season, we've been pretty good defense, defensively when, it talk, when you talk about discipline and coverage. So we're making some strides. We've got a ways to go, but we're making some strides. I would agree with his assessment. I think just watching this Oklahoma State team, you can tell the, the big mistakes from a mental standpoint especially just have not been there. Obviously, you'd like to turn the ball over less, but you know that's just a young quarterback making a few mistakes. That's not speaking toward the discipline of the entire team like what we saw a year ago. Last season, it was a team-wide discipline issue that led to a lot of penalties, You know, teams getting first downs off penalties from Oklahoma State, and I think we've seen a lot less of that from the Cowboys, which is certainly a good thing. Another thing we've seen a lot less from the Cowboys is pressuring the quarterback. Now, part of that probably is because Calvin Bundage has been out. You lost a lot of guys on that defensive front. But we're going from, you know, one of the nation's leaders in sacks a year ago to a team that's really struggling to get pressure. So Mike Gundy was asked yesterday, how do you get pressure on a quarterback in the Big 12 with these offenses so spread out. Here's what Gundy had to say. I think that's always an issue um, as as teams transition to, to more of a three-down look. Um, it, it, is a, it is difficult at times to, to get pressure on the quarterback. And then the other thing that happens is when you're working too hard to get pressure, then you're creating gaps for quarterbacks to run. You watch quarterbacks in this league and how many times have guys stepped up in the pocket and run for six, eight, ten yards on first down or even third down. So there's the issue you face when you're when you're in more of a of what people are playing now, which is a three down look. And so I think that we have to be creative in trying to find ways to get pressure on a quarterback, but then you also have to find ways to cut those gaps down because the guys in this league are really good at sliding through there and picking up yardage.
Oklahoma State fans are still eagerly awaiting the return of Calvin Bundage, which I think would help alleviate a lot of the issues Oklahoma State has had getting to the quarterback, Calvin Bundage. Uh, obviously, what I would call you know a, a borderline elite pass rusher for Oklahoma State. So it'll be good to see him uh, get back from his injury and get back out there. Don't know when that will be when you're dealing with a back injury. There's just no way to tell, even, even for the player. I'm sure he doesn't know exactly when he'll be able to be back, but hopefully it is sooner rather than later. Last clip here, we'll hear from Mike Gundy uh, from yesterday's press conference. He was asked about A.J. Green, and A.J. Green, I think, has done a pretty good job uh, this season. Obviously, some of the best offenses Oklahoma will see, Oklahoma State will see are still in front of them, namely Oklahoma, but I think A.J. Green has done a good job. I think he's come a long way in his playing career at Oklahoma State, and here's what Mike Gundy had to say about his corner. You know, it's difficult to play corner in this league. Uh, defenses are trending a little bit the other way where you're not they're not being challenged uh, based on schemes as much as they have been over the last four to five six years but AJ's a good football player and he has um, worked really hard this year he's been a good leader he practices hard and he's essentially setting him up for a great year and uh, an NFL career He's, he's going to play in the NFL. He continues to work hard, keeps his head on his shoulders, uh, stays healthy. He's going to have an NFL career. So he's played well for us. What I'm particularly pleased with him at this point is he practices hard and he never says anything. And he's bought into the program and he's been a good leader for us. That's why he's been a captain several times. All right, that is all, folks. That is all for today here on Locked on Pokes. Tuesdays, we listen to Mike Gundy. Glad everyone was with us for another edition here of Locked On Pokes on the Locked On Podcast Network. One last reminder, get on Twitter, at Colby J. Powell, at Locked On Pokes. Subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you may be listening. Tomorrow, we are going to uh, take a look at how Oklahoma State can attack Baylor. Where are some of Baylor's uh, total defensive rankings, total offensive rankings in the country? Where are they strongest? Where are they weakest? We're going to take a look at all that as we continue to get you ready for Oklahoma State and Baylor. It is homecoming week. This is Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.